This show is presented by the Mercedes-Benz Tech Program. To learn more about Mercedes-Benz's world of advanced automotive technology, text the word Mercedes to 55678 or visit www.learnmercedes.com. For AL.com, I'm Ben Flanagan. Welcome to Bammers. COVID took away a lot in 2020, but Alabama football, that endured. Obviously, with some restrictions. Okay, a lot of restrictions. But it happened, and fans got to see an amazing national championship run. Bryant-Denny Stadium capacity was reduced to 20%, so you normally hear more than 100,000 screaming fans on game days. That was more like 20,000 in 2020. Every fan had to wear a mask, stadium gates were renumbered, a digital ticketing system was in place, concession stands were open but fitted with plexiglass screens, there was hand sanitizer everywhere, no cash transactions were allowed, you had to sit in these little fan pods throughout the stadium. It was weird. But it was COVID. During the season, Hannah Saad was a senior journalism major working as the photo editor for the Crimson White, the student newspaper on campus. We know what Alabama football means to the state, but it's an all-around different ballgame for students who actually go to UA. What do you think football means to students in particular, like in a way that might be different from everybody else? It's just part of our everyday campus experience at a lot of points you know like that's going to be an icebreaker in classes to be like oh like how's football doing like a lot of students have to keep up with how the football team's doing and it's a little easier in a year where the football team won every game but a lot of students come to Alabama specifically to experience game day and Game day had to be under a lot of restrictions this year. There wasn't any tailgating allowed on campus. Capacity at Bryant-Denny was cut down to 20%. And you still had a lot of students that wanted to get into these games. But because of the opt-in process for the student tickets that was in place and the number of tickets being limited, you had a lot of students who couldn't get into these games. So you saw situations where people really wanted to get into these games. And especially I remember the Alabama Georgia game that was billed as a big game since these two teams had faced off previously for a national championship and an SEC championship. Folks that did get that opted in for tickets opted to try and sell the tickets. And these were tickets that students, you know, buy for $23 from the opt-in process and then we're going back and selling them for over $500 in some cases to students that just desperately wanted that game day experience. So you saw people that were willing to pay like upwards of $500 as a student just to go experience one football game this season. So it caused a lot of complaints within within the student population of, okay, like, we all want to experience an Alabama football game, and you have people opting in for tickets that obviously aren't planning to go to the game, that just want to 
make some money off of it. So the athletic department ended up responding for the last couple of games by saying, like, okay, if you opt in for a ticket and you receive a ticket, you're not allowed to sell it. And that also caused a little bit of issues of, well, you have students that want to go to the game and you have students that are willing to pay more than what the athletic department charges for these tickets to go to the game. It became a real supply and demand issue with, okay, we only have so many tickets and we have almost every student in Alabama who wants to go to these games. We obviously can't have that, but how do you balance having students wanting to support other Alabama students on the field versus the wants and needs of the other fans who are also like wanting to go witness these eventual national champions. It was, it was really tough decisions on a lot of the Alabama athletic department, just trying to balance everything with that. And, you know, students, like as much as they wanted to go to these games, some people just couldn't get in. So you still have people like going to houses to watch the games, going out to bars, and they still want to have that game day experience. But unfortunately, a lot of people just couldn't get into these games because of the ticket capacity restrictions due to COVID. Well, and so you mentioned students come to Tuscaloosa and come to the University of Alabama for the game day experience. And, you know, that's only a few times a year, but it's obviously special in Tuscaloosa. And they didn't really get that in 2020. And so you mentioned that tailgating was banned this year. And a lot of the typical game day things that we're used to seeing just weren't there. They vanished for obvious reasons. So what did students do like all day, like before kickoff, where were they if they couldn't tailgate? I mean, I know that some bars were open and and plenty of students went to those bars and some restaurants along the strip and things like that. But what sense did you get about what students did on game days when there was nothing to do like they normally would have? So there are some students, a lot of students live close to the stadium um, in the couple blocks around the stadium and in downtown. So you could still drive around downtown and around the area of Bryant-Denny and see students milling around, going to house parties. Some people would have parties outside their houses to watch the game. So there were still people going and, like, trying to make their own game day experience if they couldn't go directly to the stadium. But then you hear from other people who just decide, like, hey, I'm going to watch the game at home. And I heard from some people that they actually ended up preferring that because they could have whatever drinks they wanted in their home, didn't have to sit outside in the heat, and they could still cheer on the tide from the comfort of their couch. Well, and so while you typically cover football games as a photographer, you did attend at least one as a student in the student section this year. So those are very different experiences for those who don't know. The media experience and you know watching a game from the stands what was it like in 2020 watching it from the stands did it feel any different yeah so I went to the first home game against Texas A&M and that was honestly the first time I had been attending a football game not as a media member but as a student fan I didn't end up reporting on my experience but it was 
it was pretty different. I mean, they had um, cushion back seats that they put to say like, okay, here's where students are going to sit. I heard from a lot of people that that's actually like nicer than just having to temporarily sit on like the hot metal bleachers. And they actually like that. But again, like you have all these restrictions on tickets. So you have like one fifth of the normal students that would normally be at the games. And you could tell that. I took a video of when students were singing Dixieland Delight and the stadium was still pumping in music over some of the more uh, inflammatory lyrics that students would shout during Dixieland Delight. And it is pretty obvious when this when the stadium's pumping in the music over like not as many people there. You can tell that they're trying to do that. So that was a little funny. I do remember that the band did not perform on the field due to SEC restrictions. They had to perform from the stands. And Alabama also cut down on the number of band members that could be there to a little less than a hundred when I believe the million dollar band has over 400 members and it was it was pretty obvious that like they were trying to play the music like to the normal volume but they just couldn't with the number of students that they had performing in the bands at games it it wasn't the same and the stadium did play videos of the previous year's marching band to kind of bring that experience but it just didn't feel as genuine so I think, like, if you're trying to experience a game day, like, on one hand, you could say, yeah, I saw the Alabama Crimson Tide during their national championship season, like, their first home game. Like, I saw, like, the beginnings of it. On the other hand, it's it's not going to be the same as it was, like, prior to COVID and hopefully once you get past COVID, seeing a full Brian Denny would be much different from watching a game this year did you go to any football games during the 2020 season yeah i went to every home game hunter johnson is a diehard alabama fan you might know from twitter as hunter l johnson i really thought it was a pretty pleasant experience not obviously not as crowded i actually went into the season not having tickets to any games and ended up landing tickets to all of them. But yeah, I thought it, all in all, it was, it was a really fun season. All the home games were really exciting, like that Georgia game. The Georgia game sounded like it was a packed stadium. It was a really, really fun environment. But saying that, it makes me so excited for how it's going to be when we have a packed stadium this year. What was something that struck you during the 2020 games, the COVID games, I guess? Like, what was different that you liked and what was different that you weren't crazy about other than maybe there being so fewer fans first of all there was just kind of a that a&m game that first game of the season there was definitely just like a holy crap moment. we're actually doing this we were actually you know nothing had felt normal and even though it still wasn't normal but nothing had felt anywhere close to normal you know since you know, mid-may and then all of a sudden that first weekend of i think it's first weekend of october we're playing football against Texas a and and like it was like the most normal i felt in a long time one thing I did like, I like the mobile ticketing. Just easy. Let's see. Something I didn't like. I did not like that you can only buy bottled drinks. It makes it a lot uh, more difficult to make a bourbon drink with a bottle. Uh, so I would prefer them to go back to the cups with ice and, and you know, fountain drink. That would be, hopefully they go back to that this year. 
Stick around for more Bammers. This show is presented by the Mercedes-Benz Tech Program. To learn more about Mercedes-Benz's world of advanced automotive technology, text the word Mercedes to 55678 or visit www.learnmercedes.com. Do you feel like students, and, and I guess others throughout the stadium, from your vantage point, were they following the rules? I mean, it was the first game of the season, so you would think that would be the game where everything was more enforced maybe than the rest of the season, or, or that would be when people were sort of more on edge about the COVID aspect of it. Like, did you get the sense that students and everybody else were following protocols? So we'll say, like, from what I saw, like, when you're entering the stadium and when people were walking around the stadium to go to the concession stand or use the restroom or just, for whatever reason, walking up and away from their seats, people were generally wearing masks. And we're doing well with that. Now, when you got, when students were sitting at their seat, it's a little more of a mixed bag. From what I saw with students, is maybe about 50-50 once they were actually at their seats, either sitting down or standing up. And for a lot of people, it was the understanding of, okay, well, if I'm already social distanced and outside, then why do I have to be wearing a mask while the university put the policy in place to help prevent the transmission of COVID. And there were there were stadium workers that were walking around with signs that said, please wear a mask. But I didn't see any stadium ushers or police there really enforcing those mask guidelines. So once you're kind of at your seat, it, it wasn't like really enforced that strongly, but people were cooperating it once you're like walking around, like inside the stadium. Did you feel safe? Personally, I did. Um, I was wearing my mask and the person I was sitting next to is wearing her mask. And we were far enough away from other people that I ultimately didn't think I was really putting myself at too much risk, but I could totally see where other people might not have felt as safe in that situation. I went to that one game day and I'm like, okay, like I, when I got my experience personally, it wasn't really my thing. I think if I was going to go to an Alabama game again in the future, I would wait until we could have a full stadium experience. But I think, Alabama Athletics did like the best they could with the rules in place. They could have done better with enforcing the rules if they were truly going to have them in place. But ultimately, I did personally feel safe. So you covered the national championship in Miami. That must have been pretty exciting. What felt different as a photographer navigating a COVID-minded media experience? Well, first of all, for that game, I didn't have field access. They were only letting a limited number of media outlets have field access, and those photographers had to have a negative COVID test two days before the national championship game and then pretty much not go anywhere until that game. So I didn't have to submit any negative COVID tests because I wasn't on the field level, so I was actually shooting from the stands. The workspace that they ended up 
Thanksgiving, some of the photographers, which I ended up being assigned to, was actually outdoors. And they did a lot of social distancing in that media workroom. I pretty much had my own table. And every other photographer in that workspace had their own table. When I was shooting from the stands, we would have to change end zones depending on where Alabama was scoring. And through that, you pretty much had about two minutes or however long the commercial break was to run up the stairs, go the entire like length of the concourse to the other end zone, run back down, and hope you get the play. So it was a lot more running and stairs and running through fans that are milling around the concourse than I'm used to, but it it was still a good game to shoot. One of the things, aspects I really liked about it was that one of the end zones that we were shooting from was where the Alabama student-athletes' families were at. So there was one play where Slade Bolden scored his touchdown, and Slade's family was right behind me. So seeing that aspect of the game where you ha- you have the photos of the athlete and then you can turn around and shoot photos of his family just tearing up that their son scored in the national championship game, that was different experience than what I'm used to, but it's also really sweet to see. So you're in Miami. Alabama wins the national championship. And then in Tuscaloosa, as is the case whenever Alabama wins a national championship. People poured into the streets along the strip. I mean, there were thousands of people out there partying, most of them not wearing masks, obviously no distancing whatsoever. And, you know, there's a pandemic happening What did you think when you saw those photos, that footage? You're all the way down in Miami, but, I mean, these are your fellow students out there reveling after another national championship, which which is understandably very exciting. But what are you thinking when you see that? You know, I just, I remember thinking that day, like, it's going to happen. Like, if Alabama wins the national championship, students are going to storm the strip. They're going to go out and celebrate. and. I don't really think that anyone is going to stop them from celebrating. And it ended up being the case. So I was expecting it. And it was one of those things where once people got a couple videos of the chaos down there, it understandably went viral because people look at the crowd and they're like, are you seriously not taking COVID into consideration when going out to storm the strip so there was reactions of well they're students they're celebrating a national championship and you should let them have fun but there's also you just had a lot of students come into Tuscaloosa from being on winter break and most students not staying in Tuscaloosa over winter break like there was the consideration of maybe they're bringing COVID into like this tight area now we have the benefit of hindsight and seeing that Test at the universe, sentinel testing at the university, there was a slight increase in positive rates, but it has pretty much started dropping down. And people were afraid that it was going to impact hospital numbers, and luckily it didn't. Hospital numbers have been decreasing with the number of COVID positive inpatients at DCH. They've actually been decreasing since that day, luckily. 
but there's still the consideration of, you know, just looking at the student mindset was going with that in that you had thousands of students who by this point have to know the risks of COVID and still deciding, hey, I'm going to go celebrate this national championship with my fellow students and have that experience. It's understandable why they would want to go and celebrate. If I was in Tuscaloosa, I might not have decided to do that. But I think it's just an interesting look at seeing how students really weighed the risk of COVID with the reward of celebrating a national championship. Bryant-Denny Stadium is back at 100% capacity. Roger Patrick Myers is a diehard fan who's been to every home game, and he's glad it's back. That's great to see after last year with the, you know, with the limited, limited crowd. That was just the strangest feeling uh, going to those games with, you know, no action going on outside and, and nobody, hardly anybody inside. So it's good to see. It's just a good feeling to... Um, to see everybody there and having a good time and hopefully hopefully um, win the rest of these games. <laughs> Join us as we continue our deep dive into Alabama football's fascinating fan culture on Bammers. Bammers is produced for AL.com by me, Ben Flanagan. You can find all episodes and other bonus content wherever you get your podcasts or at AL.com. If you like the show, Please rate us and write a review. Thank you for listening. This show is presented by the Mercedes-Benz Tech Program. To learn more about Mercedes-Benz's world of advanced automotive technology, text the word Mercedes to 55678 or visit www.learnmercedes.com.